Welcome back everyone, Erin and Michelle here. Today we want to talk about a topic that we've covered a little bit in the past, but in more depth with some examples and just making it something that that you can relate to your life and, and what we all go through as humans. So we want to talk about the biopsychosocial model of health and pain management. And this is a model that we've talked about in the past. It's different than the biomedical model, which is kind of the historic and and most common model that you see in the healthcare system historically. And that is something that we would like to see change more. And that's a lot of what we are talking about in this podcast. And we mentioned this uh, statistic before, but I wanted to mention it again because I think it's really profound. The CDC came out with some information this uh, this past year, 2020, in the study, which was from 2019, they had 20% of adults that had experienced chronic pain in the past three months. That's a big percentage of people in the past three months. And so this is something that's significant. It's all around us. And, and so we, that's why we want to talk about it more. So Aaron, why don't you start by just giving us a little bit of an understanding of the difference between these two models and, and what they mean? I'd love to. So the biopsychosocial model is the model we've talked a ton about. And there was a great analogy on another podcast I listened to called Pain Reframed, and we'll reference it in today's notes. But the psychologist they interview, Rachel Zoffness, talks about really looking at the biopsychosocial model as a Venn diagram of three circles. So you have your biology, which is what we talk about a ton in physical therapy in a lot of medical offices, and it's still hugely important. But we also have our psychology and thought process, our nervous system, which again, Michelle and I have talked a ton about the point of this podcast and socially what's happening. So your family and loved ones around you, what's happening in society and all three overlap in different parts, right? We all know what that Venn diagram looks like, but they come together in the middle and that's what kind of builds up our pain experience and, and ultimately health experience. So yep. when we don't talk about the psychology around pain and your nervous system or socially what's going on, we're missing more than like half the puzzle. And there's definitely yeah. some limiting factors for sure where there's right. pain is so multifactorial. So I don't think it touches on everything, but I do think it's a nice job. And I talk about this frequently with people in my office uh, of just acknowledging and validating all three parts of that model that build up our pain experience. Yeah, it was funny. I was reading uh, an article that was talking about the biomedical model. And one of the things they mentioned what was with this model, it's essentially looking at disease processes and our body and all the different systems as either normal or abnormal. Yeah. <laughs> and I read that and I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's, there's so much, what about all the in between? Exactly. Right. All the gray. Yeah, just mm-hmm. exactly. So, so that's, that's what we're missing with the biomedical model is it's not looking at all of these factors and this biopsychosocial model 
doesn't negate the biomedical aspects. That's a big part of it. That's one third of it. But it's just reminding us that we have to, as health providers, look at these other things too. Yeah, definitely. I I couldn't agree more. And it happens often in clinic with people where, you know, yes, the biology is important. I always emphasize that for sure. Mm -hmm. But we, it's literally why we're doing this podcast is to increase public awareness of our nervous system. Let's remind people 45 miles plus your brain, uh, which is pretty substantial and our social experiences that all impact kind of our disease process at times, what we're feeling if we have an injury or even like this, you know, persistent pain that we experience that feels random and can kind of build up over time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you've seen it as, as someone who's coming into our office, we see all the time where it can be really frustrating when the providers that you've dealt with have been more coming from that biomedical model of care. And that's the kind of information that you're getting because we've talked about in the past where we often see people who have been told, you know, they've done all these tests and images and, and there's nothing abnormal. Everything looks normal on there. And again, okay, great. That stuff that they looked at is normal. Mm -hmm. So we know that we're not having to manage these other things, but that doesn't mean that there's not something else going on. And that's, that's what we're there for. Right. Is to validate that experience. And I think, you know, it's so important to acknowledge these other parts. I tell people like, if I'm not acknowledging these parts, I'm not doing like two thirds of my job, not doing a huge portion of my job. And I hope that a lot of this is just really validating for you. Like, Mm -hmm let's talk about what's going on with these other parts because this is real and it's happening. Just like we said. Yeah. Yep. So Erin, tell us about the example from someone that you saw in the clinic this week. We were just talking about it um, because I think it's really great to mention. (laughs) Yeah. I I talked about this kind of, I drew out this great Venn diagram uh, that I loved. I think that that's such a great way to explain things and get people visualizing it. And I've been seeing this person for persistent knee pain for, she's had it for goodness, you know, over a year now. Uh, Imaging has been clear. Uh, There's no, again, biomedical cause, but it's happening and it's, and it's been really consistent. And, um, Anyways, we were, we were talking about just the psychological impact and society, what's going on. We, I did mention that study in the sense of we're in the midst of a pandemic and a lot of hardship with um, just what's happening in the world and that if we're not recognizing those things, uh, we're not giving ourselves the validation and self-care we need of why this is happening. Mm-hmm. And when we got talking and like I said, mental health comes up all the time and I'm promoting it all the time because, you know, I'm like, do you have an awesome therapist that you talk about your knee pain with them? Like, do you bring Mm -hmm. up your knee pain? Is this, this sounds pretty familiar. We've, we've really given the analogies of um, mental health to physical therapy at times within our scope of practice because of talked about shame pathways, sharing the same as physical pain. 
And she looks at me and she goes, I've never, my mental health therapist has no idea of chronic knee pain. (laughs) (laughs) I bet they wish they knew that too. (laughs) Totally. It's just how I, you know, when someone opens up about trauma, which is so frequent in today's society, I always thank people because it helps us really validate all these other things for them. And I said, well, who do you talk to about this? Like, you know, you talk to me about it. That's great. But, you know, what are you doing? And and she said, well, I call my mom every day and and she is so nervous about why my knee still hurts. And she calls me every day and we talk through it and she talks about how I could seek help and that she's so nervous for me. And and it's a great time for me to vent and get it out. And I said, Oh my God, I'm so glad we had this conversation today because yeah. let's look at this Venn diagram again. You and I have been working super hard on, you know, the biology and what we need to build up or stretch out to support your knee for sure. But let's think about this psychology. You're literally telling your brain every day with this conversation with your mom that something is wrong. Yeah. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. And we know that your nervous system, this is that psychology, the 45 miles mm-hmm. we're tending to, that totally we're working on that. We're rewiring that right now. And right. I'm not trying to take that away from you. Let's validate that. But socially, you're also getting support from someone who's only means it out of the goodness of their heart, truly. Yeah, but absolutely. kind of reiterating again that something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. How can we help you? So I know a lot of pain clinics in the United States even, um, which not many are up to date with this biomedical model. It's getting better. So I love it. I love a lot of pain clinics in the Twin Cities. I think they do an awesome job. But um, anyways, um, you know, they talk about limiting your conversation to just your providers. And the reason why that's so important is because You are literally retraining your brain to stop going through that wrinkle or that passageway that something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Mish, you and I have talked about mantras, mindsets, things like that. Those are when those come in. Super important. And I never tell people we're not ignoring it. We're not, you know, telling like mantras are great to have a moment to validate and acknowledge it. But then you're getting your brain down that dark kind of... um, tunnel of something's Mm -hmm. wrong something's wrong why haven't I figured this out yet right yeah and the mantra is there not to not to try to forget what's happening but to be in it with yourself exactly because it's part of the present exactly yeah and I think the fact that that this example and this person that you're talking about the fact that she has you and the mental health therapist that when she's having wanting to have these conversations about pain that she can talk to people who have these amazing and different expertise and the two of those together can be really really powerful so powerful i mean that's we said that with some of the clinicians we've um, interviewed where mm-hmm. it is a team effort and and in fact after that visit i said to her oh my goodness, like give your therapist my card. If it's uh, like, we need to start talking because all the things you're talking about. I mean, she was like, yeah, you're speaking the same language as my mental health therapist. And I was like, (laughs) totally. And I'm going to stay in my scope of practice because I love all my mental health therapists and that is not where I'm trained. 
but we are going to apply it to your body and it is going to bring up some of those other thought patterns. So yeah, let's get everyone on board so we can best support you. And the best pain clinics in the Twin Cities, I mean, oh my God, Dr. Kayla, U of M Health. um, Yeah. They have a, it's a multidisciplinary team. That's important. And full circle, it's because of this biopsychosocial model that we're, we've researched for two decades and we have good Mm -hmm. science on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's such an awesome example. I'm so glad you shared that because it, it really reiterates the fact that there's this bio- biological mm-hmm. thing going yeah. on. We know that, that that's present mm-hmm. and part of it, but but all of these other experiences are so important. And and the, the take-home point here being is that there's the biology, but we also have to consider our environments, our individual experiences, the experiences of others around us, the pandemic, there's all of these other things. And if we're not looking at all of those things together and how those things are interacting, we're not optimally managing health. Right. I would, I mean, you couldn't have said it better. Um, you know, I end that with just the importance of vulnerability and processing. Yeah. Uh, yep. Crying happens in our office a lot. And all the time. And people, I, I are often apologizing and I'm like, oh my goodness, no, there's nothing (laughs) to apologize apologize right now about like you are processing this and this vulnerability and a process you're going through is so, so amazing. And we have this stigma Mm -hmm. in psychology still and mental health, which hopefully again, we, we kind of erase that stigma um, because most of the time, you know, we're trying to transition that thought process away from my body's broken to body positivity and and validating all the things you're going through. You know, we're not trying to ignore them or tell you they're not real. They're just so multifactorial with all these things. And, you know, we said this before, Michelle, how often do you um, sit with someone and you're talking for 20 minutes to 30 minutes yeah. of, of our 40 minute visit all the time all the time mm-hmm. and I think it's it's so helpful and and I never have moments I I know I did early in my career mm-hmm. where I was like oh my gosh we didn't get anything yeah. done but now I'm like that was so successful yeah. like there was so much good that happened totally there. and and a lot of it is validation going through that process which includes a lot of emotions yeah. and and knowing that that's part of it and that's that's where you make change yeah. too. Well, and you said it so. perfectly to begin this episode of, you know, pain is part of our normal ex- human experience and mm-hmm. and there's no avoiding it and there's not a quick fix. Look at our opioid epidemic. It's another dark <laughs> yeah. hole I don't want to go down right now. But if we're not talking this way and not educating the public this way, we're going to be confused for a pretty long time and yeah. uh, this stuff, it works and, and we see results mm-hmm. when we start thinking yeah. big picture and again, taking kind of that 300 foot step back and looking at mm-hmm. all parts of this. And, you know, even with this person I saw then talking through with her of the self-talk around, you know, her knee pain and what she talks about with her mom and a lot, you know, was I'm broken. It, it's a lot of that shame yeah. talk and things like that. So 
it's so powerful to even relate it to your body because we will sometimes only relate it to emotion or what we think about typical mental health. But yes, I mean, making the connection of how intertwined those worlds are. It's just pretty Mm -hmm. amazing for someone to realize. Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up. So thank you guys for joining us. We hope that you feel like you have a little better understanding of of this healthcare model. And remember, if you have any questions, you can always email us and we'll include that again in the show notes here. But please don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions and have a wonderful week. Thanks, guys. We really want to hear from you. So shoot us some questions.